the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, this station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. another Monday edition of Lifeline. Your good host, Jesse Gistan in the house with you. Glad to be able to engage you for this next two hours in what we want to call courageous discourse, freedom of speech, engaging in the topics that people fear often and uh, are trepidatiously cautious to want to address because We have been conditioned, quite frankly, in our country not to be as probing and analytical and critical uh, as we ought to be, given the environment, given the circumstances, given the world we live in. And I am so glad to be able to facilitate you on that. This is Jesse Gistin. As you heard the announcer say, a lot of things true, some things not so true, but glad to be here. Quite frankly, the number is one triple eight. 1-888-376-5329, one 376 another supernatural occasion by which yours truly is chatting with you and talking with you and, and engaging you uh, and eating on some chocolate right now. I just was inspired to uh, pick up a product at uh, Trader Joe's, a uh, uh, kind of uh, loafed bread with, with chocolate in it. And uh, I'll be taking a here shortly, just wanting to see how it tastes, you know. Um, some of us absolutely love chocolate. It's a pretty good piece of uh, baka bread. Um, and yeah, today is a wonderful day. Happens to be February 13th. You know what that means. You know what that means. It happens to be February 13th. And a happy Valentine's Day uh, soon to be for so many of you out there who are um my favorite friends and and loved ones and and people I care about uh, may the love of God in Christ and may the power of His Spirit grant you the kind of uh, self affirmation and dignity that you deserve being a child of the Living God, notwithstanding what you might be going through. The Lord bless you constantly and continually, and as you continue to walk with Him, be a partaker of the divine nature. May he grant you the ability to see everything he wants you to see so that you can arise, move and go wherever God is calling you to go mentally, emotionally, psychologically, theologically, um, spiritually, practically, domestically, economically, uh, sociologically, geographically, all of the categories of movement 
which makes up our humanness and our human being, uh, may God grant you the ability to do exactly that. This is the day that the Lord has made. We have already begun to rejoice. We woke up this morning with the Lord on our mind, and we are trusting that we are on his as we are in the palms of his hand, as he loved us and gave himself for us in the person of his son, Jesus. And we are children of the living God. We are highly privileged, highly favored, and highly blessed. And God is calling you and I, because of that, into a greater dimension of commitment to him and manifestation of his will and glory in our lives. We've been going through the book of Genesis, and we are in the seventh uh, chapter of Genesis dealing with the the plight and um, um, calling of Noah. And uh, if you've never heard Noah expounded or preached, I guarantee you. If you go to grace-bible.com, you will hear things about the Noahic event that you never have heard before. I promise you that. Somebody better tell them uh, God has been good to us to unpack insights and revelations and applications of a God-exalting, Christ-centered nature so as to move us to greater joy and commitment to being part of this worldwide uh, visible obvious and durable enterprise, counterintuitive enterprise called the preaching of the gospel. Men and women don't want to hear today, but it is a must message that must be heard. Men and women don't want to hear that they're sinners, don't want to hear that they're under the wrath of God, don't want to hear that there's only one, one way of escape, don't want to hear the proclamation of the exclusivity of the crown rights of Jesus. He is Lord of all. And uh, by and large, many of our faith communities are accommodating the world by not preaching sin, righteousness and judgment. And uh, that's very bad for them, quite frankly. Can you imagine what the world would have been like without Noah and his universal enterprise being the talk of, of the town and the talk of subject, the discourse of subject for 100 years? It would have been total darkness, Uh, a period of which our master said in Matthew 24, describes the days in which he lived and would be shortly thereafter for 37 years. And it would apply very much to the culture culture in the which you and I live today. We are living in a Noah like society in a Sodom and a might Sodomite society, Sodom and Gomorrah society. That is without a doubt. And the people of God need to be more visible, obvious, and enduring. So glad you could come along for the ride. This week, like I said, it's been kind of a mixed bag of, of, of emotions for me, highs and lows. I, I have long recognized that any on any given day, God gives me personally, and probably you too, um, a heart filled with sorrow and joy, both at the same time. We, we all have a Uh, we've lost a lot of loved ones over the last couple of years. Um, Either I've heard about it with others that I care about who have lost loved ones or as myself having lost loved ones as well. Just a lot of people gone, never to return again on this side of eternity. Hopefully we'll see them again. They have suffered mortality and transition. Some we know were saved and joyfully released to the Savior to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But others 
in a more precarious and painfully difficult scenario, even in some cases tragic. As you know, we have been dealing with a diabolical uh, pandemic of sorts, and uh, it has caused uh, a very clear reduction of living human beings on the planet. And, and, And that has made many of us sad. At the same time, babies are being born. Families are restructuring what the what the value of life is really all about. I can tell you this this whole covid plague thing and uh, reset that the world is trying to go through has really opened a number of our eyes as to what really is going on and what really is important. And so, you know how God makes all things work together for good to them that love him. That's what's going on here. Now we're not gonna we're not gonna give up on justice and righteousness, and uh, and 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 critique and the pursuit of uh, vindication for people who were harmed and even killed by this diabolical scheme. We're not gonna do that. You're not gonna you're not gonna hear the prophet closing his eyes, ears, and mouth and acting like everything is okay. And folks can walk away when a crime is committed, as God told us in Deuteronomy 17, 18 and many other portions of scripture, you are to do due diligence and make sure that evil does not continue to persist in the land. I am the Lord, your God. And so we are observing all kinds of great, great scenarios around the world where people are becoming brave which is a characteristic of the prophets in Christ himself. The spirit of prophecy requires boldness and actually speaking out against the corruptions of our world and the evils that have been perpetrated over the last several years. I'm thanking God for that. And I pray for every whistleblower and everyone that stands up with a conscience who says, I am my brother's keeper and I must be about my father's business. I must expose the unfruitful works of darkness. I must tear down every stronghold that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. When you tell me that we must bow down to science as we know it, it is an idolatry that must be rejected and opposed, exposed, and um, if, if you will, just completely done away with. There's no room in our society for a false savior to rise up to not only create the crisis that we're in, but then to pretend to give us the remedy for it. We're not going to have it. We got our problems here in America, for sure. We are a lost people. That's evident by our inability to even know our identity. We are a lost people, for sure. But we are still a free people. And I'm going to share some, some news with you about that over in Australia. One of, the, one of the strongest expressions of tyranny, along with Canada and other parts of the U- UK, which, are, which were remarkably unkind and wicked toward their people when their people simply wanted answers as to two things. Why are you forcing something on us? And why won't you admit that you have harmed us with the thing that you have forced on us? But we're going to we're going to have some good news today. And just know that uh, uh, justice is slow, but it's sure it comes in its own time. We might not see it in our lifetime, but it's going to come And the people of God walk by faith. And as Haggai was told, though it tarry, wait for it when it comes. It won't tarry. Um, I've got two lines open. In fact, three, one, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine, one, triple eight. Three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. Love to hear your comments, questions, observations, your concerns, your requests on this Monday edition of Lifeline. Going to pay some bills and we'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we're back. 
one line open, one 367 no two. But you can imagine it's 10, so you can call me, particularly if you've never called before. I'd love to have you join us on our show. one 367 Two lines for very brand new callers. Here's a question I'm going to pose before I read to you an article. For those of you who have been keeping up with with me on this whole um, COVID fiasco and the worldwide harm that it's done um, and the backtracking that's taking place now. I mean, there's so much to be able to talk about here. The backtracking. Uh, Big Pharma is not backtracking. They've made so much money, trillions of dollars. And they're sure they can pay their way out of any uh, successful lawsuits because they own our government. Our government is in their back pocket and our DOJ uh, and many of the judges as well. And because of that, they're pretty sure that they won't go to jail. Besides, unfortunately, many of my fellow American citizens took a jab that they knew nothing about at all. Neither was it told to them which is a criminal um, failure of the Hippocratic Oath on the part of the doctors. But also, the pharmaceutical companies have complete freedom of liability from any harm or danger. This is why they could sit up and just, even after massive, massive, massive misrepresentations of the data, and we're going to see this in an article, uh, and overt manifestations of sickness and illness and death by our dear brothers and sisters who thought that they were going to war against a biological disease. By the way, we're being now distracted by something else. Balloons from China, if you will, as if somehow that is the next existential threat that the pseudo savior of our government has to now save you and me from. And we are to give them our everlasting thanks and an increase in our taxes because they're doing the job for us. They are doing the job of the American people. They're lying to you. Now, let me get back to something I want to pose as a question. And I'd love to hear your answer on it. Why would Tony Fauci, Anthony Fauci, the face of science, as he says, if you go against me, you go against science. What hubris. And Bill Gates, his collaborator in these uh, global uh, agendas, uh, and everybody that knows anything about what's going on know this is true. Why would Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci, after two years of supporting tyranny and suffering, and vicious, cold-hearted separation of loved ones uh, during a time where a medical protocol was really amounted to nothing but more suffering and death. The policies were horrendous. Why is it that now both of them are going about doing interviews, telling the world that they never really believed that the vaccines would cure the virus? Why, Why would they do that? Why would uh, why would Barbara uh, Kirsch, one of Fauci's other hitch women, um, speak out in a book she wrote where she she made it very plain that she never believed that these products could have solved the evolutionary dynamic of a virus because she knows that it doesn't happen with the with the flu or any other sustained viral strain that is among us so-called permanently. 
Why is it now, ladies and gentlemen, that Fauci can come out explicitly over the last couple of weeks and say, well, you know, we 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 didn't quite believe that the vaccines could ever catch up with the ever evolving strains of the viruses out there. We, we did the best job we could, but um, we recognized and, and knew this. Our science told us when you're behind the gun, it's virtually impossible to catch up with the new variant. Well, uh, many, many scientists whom the media being paid by Big Pharma shut down, Gert Van Bosch being the earliest of them, warned you that when you give a jab, a pseudo vaccine, anything that's chasing after the virus, the virus is going to be intelligent enough to look for leaks in that particular product and then evolve. You were warned about that earlier on. And this is how a virus actually secures its permanent existence among you by some foolish product having no capacity to actually subdue the virus and therefore bring it into um, herd immunity on the on the masses of the people. All it does is now hang out with the rest of the different viruses, your flu viruses and everything else. They're here now to stay. Why are they talking like that? I have a clue. But it's just quite amazing to me how the criminal can stand in front of the microphone after having lied to you talking about safe and effective and now say we never did think it was going to be effective. They wouldn't say safe because that's like really telling on yourself. But we didn't really think it would be completely effective. So so why are they doing that? That's what I want to know from you if you if you're keeping up with this. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine because they got half of the nation to go against the other half of the nation and making mockery of people and ridiculing people and isolating people and 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 uh, pejoratively punishing people. Why why are they being so cast so crass open? And uh, and blatant about what they knew all along was an impossible thing. Vaccine herd immunity has never, ever occurred in the history of the world. Why now? That's what I'm asking you, because I can tell you this here is another switch and bait. This is another three card molly for me. This is another distractive mode of propaganda. But I, I'm just asking you because, you know. I just want to know if there's some sharp enough people out there that could scratch their chin and go like Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. And uh, um, I think it was Detective uh, Columbo. And so, hmm, when these gentlemen open their mouth, we know they're pointing us in the wrong direction. Why are they saying this? Why would they have us to uh, have to take the crow that they should be eating? and suffering legitimate criminal investigation and charges for and having us to swallow it right along with our shameful and and begrudging and reluctant uh, history, short-lived history of having done exactly what they said, like a bunch of sheeple, and uh, and have not benefited at all from it. We know the the harms and dangers residing within our bodies if we've taken that vaccine. We know that. We the evidence is in. Why would they do that? That's what I'm saying. You know, because I've, I've learned for for many many years now. The Word of God has taught me. Experience has taught me. Um, I just don't trust authorities until they can actually demonstrate the integrity of saying what they mean, mean what they say, and then actually bring the proof. That's not too hard. That's not too much to ask for. Listen, you guys, when everything that's taking place, we're paying for. 
I don't know if you understand that whenever the government opens its mouth from the president on down to your local congressman, we're paying for everything that takes place. Did you know that? No, I, I bet you didn't. You don't go around thinking that 20 to 30 to 35 to 40 percent, if not more, of your hard earned money goes into the coffers of the government to spend billions and trillions of dollars on things that do not matter for you and me. Uh, military expansion. Pseudo pharmaceutical drugs are like some have said, pharmacolonialistic drugs that are bringing people into all kinds of medical and biomedical uh, traps and gins and snares. Drugs that are addictive, drugs that are toxic, drugs that are that that destroy the quality of life. Quite frankly, they destroy the quality of life. And I'm just I'm just asking, you know, what what are what are they what are they doing by openly uh, disregarding the pain and harm and hurt that our brothers and sisters have gone through? I want you to think about that. Give me a call on that as well. I want us to talk about it. Australia regulators concealed fatal vaccine induced myocarditis from the public. You don't say Australia their their uh their medical industry concealed fatal vaccine induced myocarditis from the public. No, your government wouldn't give you something that harms you and didn't hide the evidence. I know that. You know that too. It, no way would your government give you something that according to all of the trials before it was given to you that it could never prove safe nor effective and in many cases people died. Uh, and then when people start dying from the product that they gave you that we paid for, um, they hide it from you. Right. And, and now, now this is the problem when you remove officials who have been in office for a long time, who have been paid handsomely by these big uh, corporate ind- industries. And uh, and they have done their bidding and have have lied to the American people or to the Canadian people, as is the case here. And uh, this is the problem when they leave. You might just get a brave brother or sister. In this case, it's a a sister who has come in to uh, take over from a wicked brother. John Skerritt, MD, PhD, has uh, been removed or has stepped down. And Dr. Melissa McCann uh, has come in to um, unpack and discover all of what went on uh, to let her Canadian constituents for whom she works as a uh, a public official. She's letting them know they were hiding things from you of which I have no right to continue to hide from you because I'm not like them. I fear God and I know there's a day of account. So I'm going to tell you exactly what it was that they hid from you. Now that's me, not me talking. I'm speaking in the voice of Miss, of Miss Dr. Melissa McCann. And when I come back from the break, I am going to share with you what she has discovered. And can you imagine if it happened in Canada that way, how much stuff has been put under the cover, under the rug, hidden in boxes, uh, are just sitting on the desk of Biden and many of the people on the left who told you over and over and over that what we were using as a solution was safe and effective when there was no evidence to it. Just can you imagine them all really knowing what the heck they were doing? I can. I can easily imagine that when you don't fear God and you don't obey him and when by nature you're a liar and a murderer and a thief. That's what we are as human beings by nature. And if they're children of the devil, as I suspect in many cases, 
the works of their father they will do. one 367 5329 I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed we are. And I shared with you before the break that I would read an article to you. I just want to make sure it's in the archives of my labors of love and my work of faith for the Bay Area. Uh, in addition to my preaching of the gospel of the grace of God for almost 30 years now here in the Bay Area and abroad, abroad, the article in front of us while we are exercising our right of speech, free speech and we have the privilege of being uh, um Allowed to meet on this forum by 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 uh, Salem Radio, KFAX, 1100 on your AM dial, probably one of the most prestigious Christian radio stations in California, I might say myself. Um, the article is about the fiasco going on in Australia. Regulators conceal fatal vaccine induced myocarditis from the public. Again, don't don't let your eyes glaze over. Myocarditis is a heart problem. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine taking something that messes your heart up? And everybody in the nation wants to keep quiet about it. Can you imagine that? Listen, I can understand if it, you know, created a little bit of micro thrombosis, blood clotting, if you will, some uh, small uh, toxicological uh, effects. But when you're talking about ruining the heart's capacity for full function, and many of the doctors know that people who will get myocarditis or pericarditis will not be able to function at length for 20, 30, 40 years. The heart fundamentally is aged quickly, even when they're children. This is why the notion of giving them vaccines, giving them these particular mRNA technology, spike protein induced, foreign spike protein, synthetic artificially induced spike protein is just beyond conscionable. Here's what it says. The Therapeutic Goods Administration in Australia, led by Dr. John Skerritt, has been the face of regulatory decisions for Australia during the pandemic crisis, like the CDC here, FDA. This week in an explosive setup of public lectures, an explosive set of public lectures, it wasn't by John Skerritt, is by the incoming Dr. Melissa McCann. The sister I told you that's taking the place of John Skerritt. This is what Proverbs 18, 17, 18, Proverbs 18, 17 says. The one that is first in his own cause. You guys heard me talk about this many times. The one that's coming first will present an argument that will seem like a shut and closed case until the neighbor comes and shows you where he's fudging the data, gaming the data, manipulating the data, blacking out the data, modifying the data. And showing you that he is actually uh, rigging the game. Here she comes, Miss Melissa McCann, bless your heart, who also holds a graduate certificate of allergic disease that Skerritt and the TGA had determined that several young, several young previously healthy children died of COVID-19 vaccine induced myocarditis. Notice what she says. She says that Skerritt and the TGA, the TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Administration, it's like the CDC, the FDA, had determined that several young previously healthy 
Children died of COVID-19 vaccine-induced myocarditis. I guarantee you to somebody listening to me who's had this experience. I guarantee you because we already know the numbers. The numbers are in, okay? Less than one in 800. That's just ridiculous. One in 800 kids are going to suffer serious myocarditis effects. That's just, that means here in California where there's 40 million people and a good 70, 80% of folks comply. That means some of you listening to me have children who are suffering from uh, shortness of breath, fatigue, uh, and other debilitating, debilitating uh, expressions as a consequence of myocarditis and pericarditis, even if their doctors are not wanting to actually go down that path and prove it. You can, though, with D-dimers and troponin tests, t- uh, test, you can find out, uh, troponin tests, you can find out. Look at your troponin levels. They give you the history. You doctors know this. You nurses know this. You PAs know this. You know it. This is not a game when a product impacts your heart like this. And especially children who didn't even ask to be brought into this crazy world. Uh, They redacted letters from the TGA to McCann indicating these facts and an admission of willful concealment. Listen to it again. This is what it says. Miss McCann is stating that Dr. Skerritt and the TGA had determined that several young, previously healthy children died of COVID-19 vaccine-induced myocarditis. Redacted letters from the TGA. You know what redacted letters are? It's the stuff the the DOJ and the uh, FBI and the CIA give you after they sit around and use up $50 worth of black markers to, to erase every line and sentence of what would be a clear evidence of criminal behavior on their part. And by the time they give it to you, as Pfizer did to some of our brothers in these other countries who were outraged when they got the paperwork looking for the science, looking for the trials and the paperwork was almost completely blacked out. They said, what is this? And that's when Pfizer said, you know what? We're not obligated to show you the evidence. You signed the contract. We can black this thing all the way out down to the John Doe. Now, our John Hancock. And uh, and you can't do anything to us legally. And uh, so there you have it. She has uh, she has been uh, loyal to her Canadian constituents. Professor John Skerritt will retire as head of the Australian Therapeutic Goods Administration. Yeah, all these cats are retiring now. Do you notice that? They're all retiring. They're all pulling out. They're all going to play golf. They're all going to bask in the tens of millions of dollars that they received from Big Pharma and Fauci. We know this. And people are like wounded soldiers on the side of the road because they stood up for their government. See, this will this will this will change your worldview. This will this will wake you up to the reality that, as God had said, you are to trust no one. You are to test everybody. You never trust people just in a blanket uh, submission to them as an authority. Your Bible is explicitly clear. Governments are under God's authority. They must do what's right. And when they don't do what's right. They are to be held accountable by the people they govern. Without that kind of reprisal, your government will just continue to lie to you as ours is right now to to today. It's so very, so very distressing. The dossier, including letters of concern from McCann 
and other doctors. And the responses from Skerritt, alarmingly, Skerritt and the TGA did not want to go public with these cases in order, listen, to keep the vaccine campaign going without vaccine hesitancy among a weary public who were witnessing countless injuries, disabilities and deaths with repeated injections. McCann, this is the sister, showed each letter and the causality, the causality determination with the vignette of victim after victim. Dr. McCann was supported by faculty, including Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Pierre Corey, Arthur John Leake, Mr. Clyde Palmer, former MP Craig Kelly and Senator Ralph Bobbitt or Babbitt, rather. The shocked crowds were emotional and angry. The shocked crowds were emotional and angry. The shocked crowds were emotional and angry at the breach in public safety by Skerritt and the TGA. He that is first in his own cause eventually will be exposed because his neighbor will come with all the evidence. Thank you, Ms. McCann. The United Australian Party hosted these large public programs across the Sunshine Coast, Melbourne and Sydney, Australia. It will never be the same. Never has such courage been shown from a rural GP. Uh, this is a term for a politician in the face of a menacing regulatory agency and, and physician certification board. Dr. McCullough and, and Dr. Corey know that uh, our uh, certification boards have been weaponized by big pharma to go after any doctor that wants to stand up and tell the truth. The Australian Prudential Regulatory Authority, we will find out what the TGA and the APRA's next move will be in the months to come. This week has been a historic reawakening in the land down under. If you find this uh, fine, courageous discourse enjoyable and useful to uh, to your endeavors, please subscribe. This is what Brother McCullough is, is saying. This is so interesting, too, because here you and I are talking. Some of this stuff is going to be epic. What we're talking about is going to be epic in years to come. Our grandkids will listen to our dialogue, our conversation, our discourse, our communication. They'll go, wow, there were cats talking like PJ in those days when everybody wanted to keep silent. Wow. Wow. How come there wasn't more? Wow. How come how come free people didn't act like freedom is worth speaking up for and addressing? Wow. That's what our grandkids are going to say. That's what our great grandkids are going to say, because you know what? This is being recorded by somebody else It's being logged by somebody else. You can't keep the word down. You can't keep it here. At some point, it's going to come out of the concrete, out of the dirt, out of the uh, concrete. Uh, um, what would I call them? Um, control sequestering authorities who want to uh, suppress the truth and unrighteousness this is all going to come out. I'm just doing my job now because I just got a feeling things are going to get worse way before they get better. So glad I got to take a break. One line open. One triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. Jesus says you shall know the truth if you're my disciples because you'll continue in it. You won't stop. You won't be distracted. You won't be turned away. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. Time 551. This hour has sprung by quickly. Let's go to line number one and talk with Jermaine in Alameda. Jermaine, are you there? Oh, yes, I am. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing very well tonight. Good, good. What's your thoughts? You know, I was uh, I was contemplating the question you asked earlier as far as why 
I guess, um, how and why people, you know, continue to do what they do. From my perspective, one aspect is it's almost it's almost like the the powers of evil, so to speak, are flaunting it because they know they can. Because we see a lot of people who are smart enough to recognize what's going on, but they don't have the courage to do anything about it. Right. And I, I know, um, you know, from friends of mine and people that I know, where they can tell you word for word, which is what you're discussing, but yet they're still going to give in because it's easier to do that, easier to just just kind of roll over and play dead versus having to actually put up some kind of resistance because it's going to be uncomfortable for them. Wow. And, uh, I agree. I, I think you can correlate some of the stuff we've seen with, you know, the uh, the artists that did a perverse performance of the last couple of performances where they're overtly satanic at the Grammys or whatever. And then at the end of those those uh, rituals, you see, like, sponsored by Pfizer. You, you just see it out in the open, and there's this dissonance that people have. They just don't want to challenge it. They, they don't want to have any kind of conflict. So. Why wouldn't somebody continue to do what they're doing if someone is going to continue to give in? And as you stated, this is absolutely remarkable. I wasn't going to talk about it um, because I don't even I mean, once COVID hit, um, I, I, I really restructured my orientation towards deep study of what's going on on a global level, as well as um, what I would consider more prophetically oriented, um, uh, you know, developments of the biblical text. And you've been a, a product of that, as you know. And so, I, you know, w- what used to be a leisure for me, Jermaine, like uh, basketball, the NBA, I would love to watch the NBA. Haven't watched it. Haven't watched it in years. Uh, and then uh, the same thing would be true for the NFL as well. Haven't watched it. Haven't watched it for years. I My ears perked up when Hamlin got hurt and everybody tried to avoid the reality that his heart attack was uh, vaccine induced. He knows it in his own heart. He was in the stands at the um, at the Super Bowl and people saw him. He'll never play again. Uh, and then and they'll wonder why he won't play again. I mean, if all he did was have a heart attack, other guys have had natural heart attacks in the NFL and, and come back to play. He won't. He won't. They won't give him a release, um, particularly if, in fact, we know what has happened is really uh, uh, myocarditis because his heart won't be able to take it. It just won't be able to take it. And they'll they'll pay him hush hush money, but he will be miserable for the rest of his life for not standing up for the truth. Uh, for him and others as well, particularly young people that are coming down the line who are also suffering from these uh, these jab bombs. But to your point, which I think is also insightful, the reason our white coat devils can um, can be as bodacious and crass and open about the criminal activity is exactly uh, what happened in the days of uh, Hitler, Auschwitz and the Holocaust. Many of those doctors got away with it for up to 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, took a long time to bring them to justice. And the common people on the ground were trying to get back to normal. They didn't want to hear about it. They didn't want to, they didn't want to have to evaluate how is it that right around the corner from them, hundreds and hundreds of Jewish people were just hauled off without their protests or their concern or their human rights. They didn't want to hear about it. They were hoping that it went away. That's what they're hoping here. In addition to that kind of cowardice, uh, failure of commitment to our fellow man, um, 
what you and I and you rightly stated it because I watched the Super Bowl game and I regretfully hung around for halftime. Often what I would do, the only thing I liked about any kind of halftime Super Bowl stuff are some of the weird, funny uh, and and non perverse commercials. Uh, so me and my wife would often, you know, measure the commercials to see which ones were the funniest or the most coy or the most witty um, just because humor is a beautiful thing. Um, very little of that I saw in the Super Bowl halftime or throughout the game. Very little wit. A lot of it was a jab at God. A lot of it was a jab at at good people. Um, But the halftime show with Brianna was uh, a demonic display of overt sexual perversion, which is at the heart of the uh, uh, devilish agenda to destroy masculinity in men. One of the commercials that had just come on on this program was talking about infidelity on the part of husbands is escalating. Um, and, and, and it's happening on both sides of the sexes, believe you me, um, because when we violate that precious and delicate uh, covenant called marriage, we then become animals. And as animals, um, all we are susceptible to is the perversion that today is so overtly open. It was Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, who is just recently having a, a, a discourse with a, uh, a female Ph.D. who has written a book on soft porn, the ubiquitous, pervasive soft porn. It's not really even soft porn. I, I guess it is. I don't even know how hard porn is. God has delivered me so uh, fully from that for multiple decades, almost a half a century now. So, I, you know, I, I don't have that struggle. Other brothers do, but I don't. But the perversion and the demonic expression that's overt, like you're saying, definitely, in my opinion, I agree with you, Jermaine, justifies the white coats and the pseudo self-righteous and the pseudo dignified rulers of our nation to feel like if the American people can sit up and swallow that kind of BS, hook, line and sinker, straight, no chaser uh, and stay asleep uh, and continue to play church and continue to live uh, the Babylonian lifestyle, then certainly they're not going to have the intestinal fortitude, nor the virtue, nor the strength, nor the conviction, nor the righteousness, the righteous anger to stand up against all these other atrocities. It falls into play with what you and I have learned by Yuri Bismanov. You first use propaganda to demoralize the people. And once you demoralize the people, you create conditions of chaos because chaos coupled with demoralization makes people vulnerable to pseudo authorities. And then um, once they are in a state of discombobulation, you can come in and control them. And that's where we are today. I will definitely let you have the last word before we take a break, my brother. Right, well, you know, um, one thing I like to do is use slogans that were against the uh, former regimes like resist and you know we can uh, we can do this we got this uh, you know together we can when i use those slogans to the same people who use them for what their yes. purpose is for, they look at me like i'm crazy and see, see now that's how you know you've been deceived it's the very same thing you were saying yeah it's not for the very thing that you want so Absolutely true. I, I think I can bear record with that as well on a number of occasions when we think about how the left was acting so holy and high and righteous in the days in which Donald Trump was in office and they were acting like white hat saviors and coming in and doing things like saying 
Silence is violence. And yet today's silence is absolutely virtuous for them. And as you said, you know, yes, we can, we can, we can win, we can win. And uh, here we are now, no heart to stand up for righteousness, um, because as as the Bible made it very plain, they are all engaging in the suppression of the truth in unrighteousness and loving darkness rather than light. And that's where we are today. Men love darkness rather than light. They won't come to the light that their deeds may be manifest, that they're wrought in God and see This is the trap that the enemy has definitely uh, caused us in the West to succumb to. And so when we're not brave people, um, the best we can do is lie and say, I don't know. But God says, you do know. uh, And and one day he'll bring it to bear that that we knew. uh, And uh, and and we'll have to we'll have to answer to that. Thank you for your your call, my dear brother. Um, Very good observation. The question still remains. Two lines are open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Two lines are open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Why would Gates and Fauci just open wide up now and just say, you know, uh, we didn't think it was going to work. It is it's just kind of too bad. Uh, you know, didn't, didn't the jabs don't work now. And, um, you know, we got to try something else. This is what we got to do. Why would they do that? I have my ideas. I like Jermaine's, but I have my ideas, too. When I come back, I'll share them with you on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Three lines open. One, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. Let's talk. I'll be right back. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.